This episode of One Hit Thunder is brought to you by DistroKid. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. In 1989, a group of rappers from Long Island formed a group under the name Young Black Teenagers, and they were surprisingly, as we'll get into in this episode, taken under the wing of Public Enemy. Their song Tap the Bottle was a minor hit in 1993, but it was enough of a hit to make this week's guest, PJ Caruso, want to twist the cap on a song that's just barely popular enough to even make an episode about. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties Forever And it makes me wonder Is it just a wonder Or is it one hit thunder So PJ, you chose Young Black Teenagers' song Tap the Bottle And what I found on the internet I thought Wikipedia summed it up perfectly. The, the, the description is, man, I, this, this really says it all. Young Black Teenagers, a.k.a. YBT, was an American hip-hop group from Long Island, New York that consisted of ATA, Firstborn, Tommy Never, Cameron, and DJ Scribble. Despite their name, none of the group's members were black. Incidentally, none of them were teenagers either. Wow. <laughs> so, wow, I didn't even know that part of it. They just lied all around on that one. I mean, it's a pretty funny name if they were being like ironic about it, but I feel like that wasn't really the case. I think it was really, really over the top cultural appropriation in the 90s before that was a thing that people said, correct? Well, here, okay, if you go back and, and like there, everyone's kind of like recounting their own history about it now when they do interviews on it. And I was listening to DJ Scribble talk about it and he kind of said, yeah. Yeah, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. It, we, we weren't serious about it. But then like other ones are like, oh, no, no, that was serious. And actually, <laughs> they didn't even give themselves that name. Public Enemy gave them that name. Terminator X gave them that name. Wow. So it's kind of like weird to think about like everyone knows Public Enemy. Everyone, Public Enemy is like, you know, fight the power or, you know, uh, welcome to Terror Dome, any of that stuff. You know, it's, it's, you know, hip hop history. It's iconic. And that they felt the need to 
call this group of five white guys young black teenagers. Now, here's the thing, though, is that those guys were all really cool with all those guys. Like they grew up in the 80s in New York City. You know, DJ Scribble said that he did like he started DJing in like 1980 or something like that. He was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So like they he, they did kind of come up with all of those same people. You know, like his first show, he was there with like Chuck D, Dr. Dre, uh, Dougie Doug or Dougie Fresh, not Dougie Doug from uh, Cool Runnings, but he was so bad that they kicked him off the turntables. But <laughs> at the same time, he was still cool enough with those guys where they're like, yeah, go ahead, jump on. So there's some cred. I feel like there is some cred to it. It just doesn't make any sense. And obviously today, and like that would never fly. Yeah, it wouldn't fly now. And and uh, and the public, the the whole public enemy endorsement. If they if ter- you said Terminator X is the one who came up with the name, well, he was their producer. Yeah, he I produced mean, their album. If that's the case, then yeah, I mean, I, it's it's hard to argue. The only th- thing I know is I did when you first told me about this band. This was maybe months ago now. I went and watched some YouTube's and I watched interviews with them like at the time, <laughs> and they were really insisting that being black was not the color of your skin, but it was just like it was a culture. Yeah, it was a culture appropriating which, the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like really that. <laughs> clip didn't age very well either i think i believe it, it was a black guy interviewing them Fab five freddy i think yeah. I just, oh is yeah. that who was yeah. yeah and that's the thing is that he was he's cool like it, he does not mention it they don't gloss over nothing he just is like yeah so here we are as you know firstborn cameron which dude cameron has the most hilarious name it's an acronym actually mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys did you see this no okay so his acronym stands for king aries mac ruler of knuckleheads Wow. That's what his name actually stands for, wow. which is really long. What? It's a real stretch after the, after the fact that that was already his name. That, he came up with that in like 30 seconds. Like, I don't know. Real fill in the blank. Yeah. They had a couple singles off their first album that didn't really do anything too crazy. But one of their singles off their first album was called Proud to be Black. Yeah, like, I know. I saw that. Yeah, like, yes. Like, that's where, like, the joke goes, like, too far to yeah. me. Like, yeah. Because then the other two are very... We were talking earlier about, like, how the Beastie Boys... What worked about the Beastie Boys was that, like, they were white guys that basically rapped about white guy stuff. Right. So, like, having a track that was, like, Nobody Knows Kelly that was just, like, a tribute to Kelly Bundy on yeah. Married with Children. Or they had a song that was, like, an attack on Madonna for yanking a beat from public enemy for justify my love like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that kind of vibes with what I imagine young black teenagers, the all white rap group <laughs> to be rapping about, but proud to be black is a really tough one for me to get past. It seems like something that would be in a movie that would be really funny. Yeah. 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 Like a CB four, like they would have yeah. been like a side group in CB four oh, or something. Yeah, like absolutely. That. It would have been. Yeah. Oh my God. I almost wish that CB four had that, plot line in it right now or fear the black hat <laughs> this is interesting about their name as well and that is that they were actually supposed to battle leaders of the new school for the name leaders of the new school i don't know who leaders of the new school are oh that's where busta came yeah, from. yeah it's like busta oh. runs you know you know that tribe called quest song scenario yeah that's tribe called quest and leaders of the new school yeah oh, okay. any of the voices that aren't fife dog or q-tip are the leaders of the new school okay so they like wanted they're like hey so you guys are gonna battle it out you guys are gonna make songs they were gonna lose that fight and, and, yeah and, <laughs> and but basically what they said they're like 
no, they're our friends. They, that's them. That's their name. Like they can have it. We'll just have something else. And I guess there's like some other names that they came up with for them. Like clowns with 30 faces, maybe. I don't know. There was a bunch of really bad ones, but I mean, I think young black teenagers kind of tops the bad ones, but you know, I mean, there would be another rap group that went with the clown gimmick a couple years yeah, later. A cu- couple other things. PJ, calling this song a one hit wonder you're you're <laughs> stretching it yeah it's it's a, the, the hit part is kind of a stretch because it peaked at number 55 on my 13th birthday on april 24th 1993 the song peaked at number 55 unless you were talking about new zealand <laughs> in, which, in which it peaked at number five okay so it's it's maybe a new zealand one hit Why wonder, are they but, big in new zealand <laughs> i don't know but also the other thing i was going to say about this song I had heard this song before. I, I recognize it. I, it's pretty good rapping. It is pretty good. And also, it's very you. Now, that's not going to make sense to most people that are listening to this, unless you're friends with us and friends with PJ. But like, yeah, I would know you would like this style of rap. I love that. This st- is the best. PJ and I actually talked about this when he picked this, because I was like, this is that DOS Effects, Fushnikens, Onyx style of hip hop that is always great to me it's don't forget lords of the underground and lords of the underground it's it's posse hip-hop like that's the only way to describe it but it's great a lot of carhartt was worn while rapping these songs the the delivery is relentless (laughs) so many syllables like words didn't have enough syllables so they added like six to every word yeah so many words yeah if you're saying super super califragilistic expialidocious in your song you know you're like you're really going for it and i respect that there's an art to that and i think there's modern day rappers that in certain songs like i think of kendrick lamar doing that sometimes just like relentless like boom like you know there's going to be a lot of words and they're going to come at you in a cool way and it's going to make you feel good and this song fits in that category for sure here's the thing with the song and the production and everything if you just played it i would go yeah I like that song. But then when you get the whole backstory, watch the video, see the interviews, you're like, what was this? This is like one of those songs that you could like literally put on a party mix and no one would know the song, but it wouldn't stop the party. Like it's still like enough of a party jam that it's just like, oh, this is infectious. And I know the chorus after the second line by heart. So I can sing along with it when it comes around the next time. And, and I think that like this was, was this like kind of around the same time as like House of Pain? jump around and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. you know, that whole like raucous rap music. Yeah, there's not you know, a lot of party hip hop anymore. The 90s really got the corner on on party hip hop. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, yeah, it was party hip hop, but it was also wearing, a, like I said, a lot of denim and construction clothes and carrying weapons. Like you remember like the guy from Naughty by Nature had a machete that he just carried yeah, around, just walked around for whatever it. reason. Yeah, why not? It was its name was Alibaba by the way. <laughs> I it was just I, for me like that was like I would say 6th 7th grade and that's when like Chronic came out, then Eazy-E came back out with a uh, Real Compton City G's yeah. and like I loved all that. Even if you go back and listen to it now, the language is terrifying on it as far as like Well, that's like the thing is like the NWA album, like I love Straight Outta Compton. I think it's a great album. There are some songs that I'm like, this is still kind of, this is like a scary ass song. <laughs> like these dudes may have actually killed somebody. Yeah. I mean, listen to Hit em Up. Yeah. Now it's like, oh man, this is, this is rough. Yeah. This is, this, I feel bad listening to this. I mean, the RIP DMX, but like DMX, I feel like was the last mainstream rapper where when he was like writing those songs, you're like, yo, this guy's lived through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, for sure. And when I look at the lyrics of young black teenagers tap the bottle, I don't know that they they lived through some shit. I don't I don't know. We could we could go we could go through these. But tap the bottle, what does that mean? Well, first of all, I want to say they all grew up in New York, you know, going to hip hop shows, living in like being in the park every day. Like they may have seen some stuff. Okay. You don't know. All right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like but you know that doesn't that aside. You still don't. You're still not proud uh, to be black. White guys from Long Island, so I don't mean to generalize, but uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we know. Uh, we know a few of those yeah, who incidentally yeah. also sing about killing people sometimes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you almost had these two different genres. You had the gangster rap stuff that was happening with like all of the NWA stuff and like what spawned from that. But then you did also have like. The Jungle Brothers and Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul doing like the alternative hip hop and like the hippie hip hop. Conscious. The conscious. The conscious hip hop, all that stuff. And then you kind of just had groups like Onyx and Dos Effects and all them were kind of just right smack in the middle. Like they were like like one foot into the gangster rap side, but also a really big foot into the, as I keep calling it, the posse hip hop stuff where it's just like a bunch of MCs just having fun and like finishing each other's lines. And like, that's the stuff that's really cool. Like that's the stuff that we were talking about the beastie boys earlier, like trying to do a bit. I've done beastie boys covers and there are certain songs that are very hard to learn because they are literally exchanging on syllables with each other. And to like perfect that with two other people is really fucking hard. So I always love these like posse hip hop songs where they're just like, jumping back and forth between different MCs. Also, too, if you listen to their style, it has a pop sensibility where the chorus keeps coming back. There's yeah. a hook. You know, by the, by the end of the song, you're singing along. So it's radio friendly, too. And there is a real rhythmic aspect to the delivery that is it's it's like another layer of rhythm with, within the beat, which I, I guess it's missing from any hip hop or modern day rap that I don't like, that's what's missing from it. I mean, just great flow, I guess is, is yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, what, what I would consider it like, you know, they're like dancing all over the beat, filling in different things, like, mm-hmm. like a, almost like a jazz drummer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. syncopated different rhythms going yeah. on with the beat. And it's, it's good. I mean, like they, they can do it. They can yeah. rap yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doubting that. As far as the song goes, tap the bottle and twist the cap. What are we talking about here? A 40? Yes. Okay. So you have to keep in mind too around this time how popular 40s were. Mm, like 40, 40s. 40s <laughs> were just in every music video. Rappers were always carrying around 40s. Every movie you watched, they were going to get 40s. They were drinking 40s. And so this was just kind of a play on that. And tapping the bottle, I believe, is when you slam the bottle down. Uh-huh. And then you open it up real quick and it kind of like explodes into your mouth. I could be completely wrong on this. And I didn't mean to say explode in your mouth on a podcast, that, but you know. That sounds like a terrible way to drink. <laughs> yeah, it's like shotgunning a 40 maybe. You know what I mean? It, it's really funny that, I mean, I don't know if you did. I know there. I went through a 40 phase where I wanted, I wanted to get 40s. And it doesn't make sense because... It's usually warm by the bottom. Yeah, I'd rather drink four beers. Yeah, right. Just four <laughs> bottles of beer. Yeah, just a regular beer is good. But I, it's funny, too, because I remember at the same time down at the Giant Eagle by my house, which was the grocery store for those of you who are not from Western Pennsylvania, they had these mystic, like you remember like mystic sodas? Mm-hmm. They had ones that were shaped exactly like 40s. Yeah, and man, nice. we, we got those all the time. That was the candy cigarettes of beer. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, I mean, Friday night after a football game, go in Giant Eagle and get that get your big old mystic and walk around like you were in a Dr. Dre video. Are you actually going to try to read all these? Yeah. I want to know what this song's about. 
So, I think it's about passing a 40 around with your friends. Around with cr- okay. Tap the bottle and twist the cap and pass all around the crew because the crew be all that. Yeah. That's a good, good point. Good point. Hey, yo, hickory dickory doc. I'm under the Brooklyn block. Yes. Who's the next to testify and try to penetrate the vest? Shooting. Bulletproof vest. Diggity do re mi fa so la ti. I drop back my Balzac. I take it in track and give it a smack and cut no slack, Jack. I don't know what any of those mean. <laughs> Balzac. I feel like Balzac was like a thing that the Beastie Boys said at that time, too. I've heard B- B- Bell Biv DeVoe say it before, like, on the Balzac. Yeah, what does, does that not mean you're... I, I think it means Balzac. <laughs> does it mean you're scrotum or is, or is there another definition of Balzac? I don't know. About. I know when he said it in the video, Michael Bivens grabbed his crotch. Uh, so there was a 90s toy called the Balzac. I do remember that too. <laughs> yes, I think it had a weight on one end, so when you threw it, 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 it like kind of spiraled. I, I mean, I've had the Urban Dictionary definition. Oh, nice. Here. Balzac, three definitions: ball bearings between a male leg. Game in which sacks of balls are hurled at German men named Charles, <laughs> and shit between your legs. So basically, balls. Okay, we're going. With balls. Yeah, we'll balls. just go with balls. We'll go with balls. We're going to be singing about his balls. So. So here, here's here's confirmation. This is about forties. Okay, here I go, shorty. Tap the forty, oh smash to a pass. If you crash, make a dash to the trash. This is getting. <laughs> That's in case you throw up, I guess. Well, yeah, but the, it's getting very. Uh, oh, what's every word that rhymes? Let's say every word that rhymes with this here. You know what though? I don't think that this one's that bad. And that's like, yes, they are absolutely rhyming, but I can follow what the sentence is saying. Okay, right? okay. Like you tap the forty, and you're gonna pass it. But if you think you're going to like have a bad time with it, you got to dash to that trash can. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, All right. I follow you. Don't mess up the circle. You know? <laughs> yeah. Tap a cap. Have a lot and not a lot, not a little. Don't grade upon the label. Take a guzzle. Don't dribble. So don't judge. Someone passes you a Coors Light 40. Just drink. Doesn't, doesn't have to be oldie. Doesn't have to be Colt 45. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. Hey there, One Hit Thunder listeners. Are you ready to take your music to the next level? Well, get ready to rock because this episode is brought to you by DistroKid, the ultimate digital music distribution service for artists like you. With DistroKid, you can easily upload your songs or albums to online stores and streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube Music, reaching fans all around the globe. But that's just the beginning. DistroKid offers a ton of awesome features like HyperFollow, which helps you promote your releases and get pre-saves on your songs all for free. But wait, there's more. The DistroKid app is now available on iOS and Android. With the app, you can manage your releases, track your streaming stats, and even withdraw your earnings all from the palm of your hand. And for those looking to perfect their sound, check out Mixia. This powerful tool allows you to put the finishing touches on your tracks in minutes, ensuring they sound polished and professional every time. But that's not all. DistroKid has just launched a brand new feature called Instant Share, allowing you to easily share large files securely with collaborators, producers, and more. With Instant Share, you can keep your music streaming at the highest quality while making the best impression possible. So what are you waiting for? Elevate your music career today with DistroKid and unlock a world of possibilities. Possibilities that I know all about because I've been using DistroKid for years. It's seriously great. If you haven't used it before, you're going to love it. And One Hit Thunder listeners get an exclusive offer, 30% off your first year with DistroKid by signing up at distrokid.com slash VIP slash One Hit Thunder. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash One Hit Thunder.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You're coming too close to this. I get ferocious. Nice rhyme. Yeah. Coax this rhyme. Smoke this rhyme hype. When we rock it up on the mic, we rock the mic right. That's a gimme line. Yeah. You hear that? That's, a, th- that's, that's, that's like, a throwaway. That's like that's like one that people would use in a freestyle just because they knew they knew mm. it works. They, yeah. they know it works. Pass the funnel to the tunnel like it's busy till I'm dizzy. Never pass it to get fizzy. Because the guards gets busy. Who is he? Damn, just pass the code to cipher when I hit the dress bottom by a can of red stripe. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. They're talking about a funnel. I guess they're bonging the beers. Yeah. And because you have to, if it's a can of red stripe, I guess, which I've never seen a can of red stripe in my life. Didn't you, didn't you go through a red stripe face? I think if, look, if I'm going to drink beer, I'm truly all the way these days. Yeah. But if I'm going to drink a beer, I don't mind a red stripe. I'll, maybe it's just the shape of the bottle. Ryan Patrick in Des Moines, Iowa, uh-huh. always would buy us red stripe beers yeah. at the bar. Yeah, I, I I think red stripes all right as far as beers go. So so far I, I understand the song. We're we're back to the chorus. We got to go through the. We're we're halfway there. We got to go through the other. We got to go through the other one. I I think I'm. There's three uh, verses. Wait, there. Uh, no, <laughs> we don't have to go through all the verses. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we might as well. Well, I'll be coming around the mountain with my hoe, Susanna. <laughs> Why so many nursery rhymes? Yeah. But that's, no, but that's that Fushnick. That is, thing. That's, that is that. That is 100% Fushnick. The hickory dickory dock and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. That, you, there was a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, Fushnickens had a song where Chip Foo's entire verse was just him making references to uh, Looney Tunes quotes which young black teenagers have a song called looney tunes if you didn't know that which i I thought was just a reference to those shirts that we all used to wear with the gangster versions of bugs bunny and daffy duck yep (laughs) i I had one when i was actually yeah i had one when i was little said looney's blunt (laughs) meanwhile like i was like 13 like i even knew what it meant around these times i gotta tell you another thing that doesn't hold up very well (laughs) but from if we're talking about knockoff shirts at the time the the first one that comes to mind probably right at this time is there was a knockoff bart simpson shirt that was him as michael jordan i had it yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah anyway (laughs) i I wish i could get that shirt right now it'd probably be a a pretty offensive shirt maybe i don't know a lot of that stuff was pretty borderline or a big johnson (laughs) t-shirt yeah or a big johnson yeah (laughs) well the thing is i got it at like the beach on the boardwalk where you can still find a litany of really offensive shirts to get oh Oh, yeah it's it's (laughs) bad nightmare fuel at the boardwalk i'm peeling off the caps like the hicks in alabama check the grammar and the stamina i'm tooting my own horn timberland boots stomping 40 drink it more malt liquor chug a filter let me rip it then i kick it tap it once for my brothers sip it then I sip it. <laughs> I actually like that line. <laughs> sip it. Then I sip it. So Xerox the zip code. I'm in them all perfecto. Hallelujah. Here I go. Watch me flow and let go. Trouble shooter. Smoke the Buddha. Rule like a dictator. Used to hit the fader. Now I play the commentator. Oh, so someone in the group used to be a DJ. Who's now rapping. And now they're rapping. Nice. All right. Yeah. A little okay. history. Like a, like a DJ who can uh, rock the mic and control the maestro. Yeah. Little, 
Dr. Dre line. So let me swing it from the rhyme to the concrete jungle with the king's heirs mackin ruling over knuckle. Hits to the bed because right said Fred. Lock him up with the beeswax. Kick it to him dread. Okay, so the right said Fred thing, is that like I'm too sexy? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that would be my guess. I want to see if this is on Rap Genius. But what does that have have to do with anything? Hits to the bed because right said Fred. If they're saying I'm too sexy. Oh, hits to the bed because they're too sexy. Oh, clever. Yeah. Yo, pass the peas, please. Party pooper party stops. 64 will give you more if you're scamming on the block. Was that in reference to like 64 ounce beers like they had in CB4? Not to bring that back again. And then they had the 90. I think so. So I did find out the person who's doing this particular verse. Uh-huh. This is one of the only things that I got out of Rap Genius <laughs> is ATA uh, because on the first album, he was the producer, writer, and DJ, hence the hit, The Fader. But on this album, they let him come up as one of the rappers. All well, because right. they had the, the, the incomparable DJ Scribble now. Yeah. Red top, red top, bust open till you stop. But if you're drinking too slow, you might kiss the steel toe. Back, back to the Timberlands, I guess. So is he saying that? If you drink your beer too slow, I'm going to kick you in the face or something. What's the? I think that's you know akin to like whenever people are like, oh, you want me to get you a nipple for that thing? Ah, uh, okay. You know, like, or, uh, are they, are cool. They... I'll drink faster so I get sick. Thanks. We're, we're, we're talking about this in a pandemic plagued world now, but are they all sharing the? Four? Are they they're passing it around yeah, to each other? Pass around the crew because the crew's all that. You remember, okay. remember we used to team beers? Do you remember doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, team and a beer before okay. you go out. So kind right. of same idea. Okay, so I get it. I'm going to kick your ass if you don't, if you, if you're broke and pass it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just keep the sud from moving. Everything's be fine. And the 40 stops here till I finish my rhyme. Okay. Yeah. So he's not drinking from the 40. He's rapping. Yeah. But 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 now that he's done rapping, he can take a sip. It's 40 time. (laughs) Yep. Just watch those suds. So far, I'm, I'm getting it. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a song about drinking 40s. All right, this third verse has a few other genius Ooh. links, so I'll, I'll interrupt when we get to them. Okay, oh, cool. perfect. Balance on the beam. Here we go, team. Hike. Pass the mic down the line on time. Drop the rhyme. I rope a rope-a-dope smoking with the red beam scoping. Pull a magnum body back and leave a backbone broken. All right. So this is one of the rap genius ones. Okay. Uh, red beam scoping refers to the laser sight of a gun. Pull a magnum body back refers to pulling the back and the slide on a semi-automatic handgun to load a round in the chamber. Although a magnum round is designed for a revolver, which does not have a slide. Okay. So Thank you, rap so, genius. So they so they were a little bit off on that one. Yeah, they weren't familiar with guns. They just knew the phrases. That's actually yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad these guys weren't familiar with guns. That's good. They just knew you always keep one in the chamber. Yeah. Their rhymes are the only lethal thing they needed. Yeah. Well, their mouth is the gun and their tongue is the trigger. True. <laughs> so was a bend a trend? I'm sending and I'm cruising for a hit. When I'm just sitting in the outhouse dropping mad shh. Don't say it. <laughs> keep it keep it for the radio. Gotta keep it clean. Quiet on the set while the crew be getting wrecked. And if you're stunned by the bunch, I have a hunch you should step. Quiet on the set while the crew be getting wrecked. So don't say anything to us when we're drinking forties. Yeah, like I guess if they're in the green room or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pregame and let them go the set. Uh, <laughs> let them go. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know? Don't don't be an arc. So pass me the crazy straw and let me do the Q tip. What is a 40 if I can't take a sip? <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's the line. What is a 40 if I can't take a sip? That's like Shakespeare. So they didn't write that line. That line, and this is where I love this. I think this is brilliant. That's a lyric from Q-Tip 
in a tribe uh, called Quest song what? Of course, the best line in the song is Q-tip. Q-tip. But I do like that they lead in by saying that they're going to do a Q-tip. That's great. And then they take one of his verses. Nice. Which, if they're, if, if they're friends with leaders of the new school, chances are they're friends with Tribe Called Quest. Of course. So. Q-Tip probably was a huge fan of YBT. He was probably there while they were recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay, he, they're just paying their respects. I like it. Sometimes I drive slow. Sometimes I drive fast. Sometimes I'm on E. Sometimes I get gassed. <laughs> okay, that's another line that's from another song. That's from Nice and Smooth. Nice and Smooth. Yeah. Sometimes I rhyme slow. slow. Sometimes I drive quick. Wow. That's which is a great song. Holy crap. Wow. It's it's like one of those like serious rap songs about like, man, you you messed up. Now you're back with your mother. And now I'm realizing that I love her. What I mean, is the rest of this song all other people's lyrics? No, that's okay. that was the last rap genius piece. Okay. By the way, I misquoted that was actually a ghetto boys uh, wow. song. Yeah. But there is something also like that in that song where he's dating someone and then she goes away. Mm. Heartbroken. It is. So check the stress, sure to step to the left. With the no E tap on the top, pass it back. I don't know what a no E tap is, so I don't know what that is either. If anyone's listening and knows what a no E tap is, it says here O E T. O E T, Old English. So oh. that's a wrong lyric. Yeah, there oh. you go. Somebody gave me notes with a typo. Listen, <laughs> I just copy them off of A Z lyrics, and then I also look at the genius lyrics later, which Chris knows are very often wrong. From <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, of course. Of Give a tap to the child. Pass it. Sorry. Keep it going. Down my throat, I keep it flowing. Styles keep growing. Give a tap to the child. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Give a tap to the child. Pass it. Sorry, keep it going. Are we giving the kids a little swig? <laughs> no, no, you're giving the kids. The kids can tap it, but keep it going. Don't drink oh. it. You're, you're, you're cool to All be right. here, but you, you can't drink from the 40. Oh, okay. Responsible. We're, we're, we're checking IDs. All right. <laughs> Just as long as you don't let anyone know they're not teenagers. We don't brown bag it. The label be showing. And we don't give a damn if the hoes be knowing. Big problem with that lyric, because in the video, all the 40s are in bags. Obviously, because they're covering up the advertisements like they always do. But it's terrible to say that lyric while you're holding a 40 in a bag. Yeah. There's a big problem with that, with that in the video. Yeah, I have an issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way too easy for them to not have made that, like, for that edit to not have made it into the video. From the drip to my lip, I like to pass it with the grip. Shorty dog is the cipher, so you better not skip. And that's the end of the verses. And we're back to tap the bottle and right now. Right? Yeah, that's it. Tap the bottle, bottle and twist the cap. Tap the bottle and twist the cap. Tap the bottle and twist the cap. Something about the crew. Crew and the crew be all that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, like, it's cool. I had fun just singing that with you guys <laughs> now. So, I mean. Yeah, like I said, calling this a hit was a stretch. It peaked at number 55. Like, I feel like, I feel like maybe, maybe I had a song peak at number 55. <laughs> <laughs> but I just had to, this one was just like, I had, like, I was going to do Ponderous by uh, 2NU or 2NU uh-huh. or whatever they call themselves, but. This was just, this has so many funny things about it. This was sitting on the list from the start. And I literally was like, no one will ever pick this song. And then when you out without being sent the list was like, I'd like to do young black teenagers. I felt so much joy that I could remove it from the list. I was like, Oh my God, it happened. I remember the first time I heard this song, Nick Solon and I went to the mall and he bought the cassette single of it. And I remember looking at it and just wondering like, Wait, they're not black. <laughs> well, m- m- maybe they are. Maybe it's just the picture. I-, I, d- I don't know. But I guess one of them is partially Puerto Rican, I think. But that's 
that's its own. That's a different thing. That's a whole other thing. That's yeah, not even black. We're not talking about young Puerto Rican <laughs> Exactly. That's a different. Episode. I mean, so you can consider a, a you know a person of color or whatever. Mm-hmm. In a way, but it was the '90s. I mean, we got to talk about what was on the chart, though, at this oh, time yeah. because yes, it was that. a good time on the chart in 1993. The number one song at the time was "Informer" by Snow, another white rapper. But but also on there, nothing but a G thing was chilling at number three. Two Princes was number eight. Ugly Kid Joe's cover of "Cats in the Cradle" was at number nine. But some of the other rap songs that were on the chart at the time included "Diddy" by Paperboy. Wait, wait. Okay, so I watched the show Atlanta. You know, Donald Glover show, and the, and the main character is Paperboy, the rapper. I didn't know there was already a Paperboy. Yeah. You know about Diddy? Do the yeah. itty ditty if you want to. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah I almost feel like song. I feel like it's brought up in one of the episodes oh. that there that he took his name from a much uh, an already established rapper. <laughs> Looking through the patient eyes by P uh, P M Dawn, Hip Hop Array by Naughty by Nature was on there at this time. It was a good day by Ice Cube was on there. I've got a man by Positive K and Mr. Wondell by the Arrested Development, all on the top 100. Love your pronunciation of Mr. Wendell, by Mr. the way. Mr. Wendell. <laughs> Mr. Wendell. It's like, um, he gives me some knowledge, I buy him some shoes. <laughs> That's right. A man, a human. But those are great songs. They're all really good songs. Those are all some amazing bangers that if you put them on at a party, people, after a, three, a couple of drinks, would scream if they heard those songs go on. How is Snow Informer above nothing but a G thing? I mean, that may have changed over oh, yeah. the, the weeks, but this specific week, Snow was, was dominating. Licky Snow. boom boom down. We're going to defend We're going to defend the artist, like why, why we think it is an appropriation, <laughs> but it obviously is. But also, like, I don't think there's any ill intention with these guys. And I'm basing that off of what's put in front of me and the fact that it was public enemy who vouched for him and... and Gave them the spotlight, you know, so who am I to, who am I to talk shit? Yeah. If there was any group that would have been furious about this, if it yeah. wasn't sincere, it would have been Public Enemy. True. Yeah, and, I mean, and, you know, Public Enemy never really was one. Yeah, they never held their tongues about anything. You no. know, like Riff, what do you, you know, he's fairly anti-Semitic in a lot of his statements. And they booted him. They're, yeah, they, the they're, they're like, get out of here. Which is also <laughs> weird. Do you remember there was an episode of uh, the... Flavor Flav show with the uh, the Flavor lady. Love? Yeah, no, with the, with the lady from Rocky Four. Oh, Surreal Life. Yeah, was that what it, was, what it was? Well, I think they met on Surreal Life, and then they got their own spinoff. Yeah, and and he brought her on stage at a Public Enemy concert, and everyone else in the group was like, "No." I think as of the recording of this, Flavor Flav is not a current member of Public Enemy. I think I he's back they, in. Okay, okay. He got I think back. he was out and in like pretty he's been quickly. Booted like three or four times. I mean, here's the thing though about him. Okay, Chuck D is definitely one of my favorite. I would put him in my top five MCs of all time because I didn't listen to rap after 94. So, I mean, like, is Public Enemy is not Public Enemy without Flavor Flav. You don't get a better hype man than him, except for maybe the dancing guy in the boss, too. I, re- I, remember, I remember there was a, I was watching, a, like, a back history on Public Enemy, and there was, like, one time they were playing at the Apollo, and Flav didn't show up. You know, like, it's classic Flav. So Chuck D was like, I had to take it upon myself to really rock the crowd that night. And I remember watching his performance and, like, Wow. Flavor Flav took so much of that away from Chuck D, but Chuck D was commanding when he was on stage. And his voice, too, was just like... I'm pretty sure I could be I could be wrong about this, but I think like part of the controversy or something was that... Could be wrong, but I think the public enemy like let Bernie Sanders... You, like, you, they used their music for an ad or something, and then Flavor Flav didn't like that. And I don't know if it was because he didn't like Bernie, but I think it may, maybe was because he didn't want their music used in like 
politics, which, dude, you're public enemy. You're very political. It'd be like Rage Against the Machine saying that or something. Yeah, I don't. We'll get to see if Flavor Flav is back in the group yet. He's but listed he, on Wiki is still in the group. Well, so. here's the thing: is like, is 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 Flavor Flav going to be one of those like Little Wayne jump on the Trump train? Like one of my someone else who I would have put in my top five favorite MCs of all time was Ice Cube, mm-hmm. but he's a Trumper. So he's out. Oh yeah, I mean, artists. The, the the second the second anybody the second anyone supports Trump, I never listen to them again. I think Ice Cube was just more or less indifferent. I side it with Ice Cube on that whole thing, where he basically was like, "Look, there's some shit going down, and it's it needs to be addressed, and I'm looking for help from anywhere." And they were the ones that said, "Come and let's talk about it." And I, it was that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's like you know what? Right, that's a tracked. fair argument. Like that that is if people in power are saying, "Come do this," whether you think they're shitty people in power or good people in power, yeah, if they're going to hear you out and yeah. you can get some change, like do it. Yes. So it says on March first. 2020, Public Enemy released a statement stating that the group would be moving forward without Flavor Flav, following a disagreement over the band's decision to endorse Bernie Sanders and perform at his Los Angeles rally. Flavor Flav denounced the firing, maintaining that he was Chuck D's partner in Public Enemy and therefore he could not be fired from it. On April 1st, Chuck D announced that the firing was all a hoax. However, Flavor Flav stated that he was not part of this hoax and disapproved of the stunt. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like when the when the people from Young Black Teenagers recount like how they got the name. <laughs> yes. Everyone just has a completely different story at this point. But point being that this episode has made me like young black teenagers <laughs> whether whether that's a good thing or not i don't know <laughs> i like the song i think it's a cool story i think it's really cool that public enemy endorsed bernie sanders <laughs> like that makes me like him even more than i already did the people who like produce them if you look at their sheet like the bomb squad like of everyone that they've done it's ridiculous Everybody. I mean, like, whether it's, you know, Ice Cube, Belle DeVoe, Lauren Hill, the Fugees. I, I was reading the list today. I was like, wow, they took part in all of that? Yeah. Well, like, and you can tell because this song is good. Yeah. It's yeah. a party song. I can picture a 40 flying around. And incidentally, the only person who really went on from this was DJ Scribble, who went on to a lot of things. Uh, you know, he was the uh, DJ on uh, with along with Eric Nice on the grind. Oh, Whoa. I knew I knew the name DJ Scribble. All right. So are we going thunder or blunder on the uh, young black teenagers. I mean, I'm going thunder on this. I, I really enjoy this song. This is my type of hip hop for sure. <laughs> yeah. But you like their whole catalog. I listened to the Kelly Bundy song. I was like, eh. It's all right, I, I mean, I'm I'm just going on the power of tap the bottle, twist the cap. I had a lot of research to do this week. <laughs> they do have a song called about something about making the donuts where they sample Tom Sawyer by Rush. Mm. It's not a good song. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I was like, oh hey, Tom Sawyer, wait, cool. What was the name? Hold on a second. I I almost forgot that I wanted to at least give a, a very quick shout out to the name of their second record because it's absurd. Dead ends. It's much longer than okay. that. <laughs> that's, maybe that's the first Dead part Ends is the abbreviated version of it. The full title for their album that featured this was Dead End Kids Doing Lifetime Bids. And that's ends with a Z, kids with a Z, and bids with a Z. No S is needed. But for me, I'm going to go Thunder. This is exactly in my wheelhouse. Like This is the kind of hip hop that I love. Like It reminds me of just like ruckus like party yelling like in a way like i don't know is this like a, a kind of like a like i hate to draw a comparison like little john or something like that you know but like just like the over the top screaming party let's have a great time bring your gun you mm-hmm. know okay 
So not the gun part. I don't want anyone to bring a gun anywhere. Yeah. Well, in the nineties, you might bring a gun, you know, or now, whenever. I feel like I've been very generous with the thunders so on this podcast. <laughs> we're, we're being generous with this group in general yeah. right now. <laughs> but I've, on this podcast, I've been pretty generous with the thunders, and you guys both gave it a thunder already. But important thing to remember here, guys: this song is not a hit. To call it a hit's already a stretch. For me to then call this thunder is a real stretch. I think the song's fine. I think that the group is kind of questionable. I think, you know, I, I got to go with Blunder on this one. I'm not going to like dig into their catalog. I'm not going to go. This song, if PJ puts this song on sometime, I'll listen to it. But, you know, it, it's fine. But for me, for me, my BT is, is a blunder. Well, you don't have to go to their their catalog. This is the top of the, this is the cream of the crop yeah, of their catalog. And that's, that's an important that's an important part for me. I mean, I would say the name was a blunder. I mean, it was voted one of the lamest moments in hip hop by VH1. Yeah. And it, this song, I heard it and I'm like, oh yeah, I think I remember that song. But it could just like sound like the time. Yeah. You know, it could just sound like the, and I could be like, oh, well, this sounds like 50 other things. Yeah. It just <laughs> sounds like 1993 yeah, when you put it on. Especially considering he's quoting other songs <laughs> that I might know yeah. in it. And yeah, it's, it. Uh, I'm going to go blunder, but. But uh, not a mean blunder, just a, yeah, it's a blunder. It's it, it's not a hit. Sorry, guys, not a hit. Well, the New Zealanders will disagree with yeah, you okay. on that. <laughs> Sorry, New Zealand fans. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafios of Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah, and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Weekends off the Punchline album Major Motion Picture. If you live near Reading, Pennsylvania, Punchline is playing an outdoor show at the Pat Garrett Amphitheater on Friday, June 4th with Less Than Jake. Go to punchline.com for more info as well as merch and future show information. If you have an interest in podcasting, visit weknowpodcasting.com for how Matt and Chris can make your show sound as professional as possible. And let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us in your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, 
And my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.